0: Got your happy price Priceline Ah there you are traveler come inside hang up your coat put your feet by the fire and I shall bring you what you so desperately seek rude tales of magic
2: Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. We're starting in media res. Get used to it, asshole. As you speed down the road, the dust kicking up behind you, the sound of flapping grows louder and louder, drowning out your very thoughts. The unmistakable aroma of the bat, nature's theater tech, hits your nostrils, filling them with the pungent musk of phosphate and potassium. That's guano, baby. On your faces, you feel the rush of air. But behind you, you're chased by dry rapids as the air becomes choppy with thousands of breezes the size of boa constrictors moshing towards you. Hundreds of bats the size of men shriek echolocating you. Your scorpion mounts seem agitated and wild, making them harder to control. The dark pink and purple clouds of the night sky... slightly to reveal Chantilly Mace, the beheaded constellation of the damned. You're about two miles shy of several vast sandstone mesas shaped like the back ends of the horse, nature's linebacker. The very tips of the mesas have just begun to reflect that first rumor of dawn. Albie, you're up at the front of the pack. You move first.
1: Okay, I'm surveying my... Um, surroundings, and I'm also noticing those pink and purple clouds. Ah, Ivan, what do we do if the sun comes up? I don't, don't think about the sun right now. Think about the bats. Okay. Uh, are they, we're at the front of the pack. Are they, um, are they up, have they gained up to us?
2: With every second, they get closer and closer to you. If you're asking questions about range, I'd say it's about 60 feet right now.
1: That's a great way to frame the question I wasn't <laughs> properly asking you. Um, okay. All right. So they're kind of creating a disturbance in the wind right now with the way their huge wings are flapping, right? Absolutely,
2: they are. Yes.
1: Alby uh, gathers the reins in her right hand, and with her left hand, she whirls around and aims her palm—her left palm—above her and behind her, uh, shooting a gust of wind that rattles through her seat all the way up through her spine, through her arm, shaking her fingers as it releases.
0: Uh,
2: you shoot a gust of wind through the air. It ripples through the the leathery sea of fluttering bats behind you. And 18 of these human-sized bats fall dead out of the sky. You've knocked them into each other. You hear the sound of coconuts, uh, empty coconuts hitting each other <laughs> as their skulls smash into each other. The spray of blood and brains. Cakes, let's say, bellow. Sorry, baby. It, uh, he gets brains and blood all over him as 18 bats fall dead out of the sky. We move over now to Stir Fry. It's your turn. What are you gonna do? Bello!
3: Are you alright? No, I'm covered in guts, bro. Ah, shit! Sorry, pal! Uh, uh I'm gonna. So, I, I feel like I, there's not much I can do with my crossbow. I can only really kill one at a time, and that's not really gonna do much. Um. Depends on the angle. Really? Well, you know what? I'm gonna say, um, Stir Fry hands over the reins to Bello, and then crawls over Bello, um, over his oh, face. Hey. Oh, what? Cut it Sorry, just, out, man. Uh, it's the friend chill out. Uh, He crawls over him and then down his back. He could have jumped down, but he's gonna climb down his back. Uh, and then minute. and then up the scorpion's tail. Careful to avoid the poison uh spike at the end of it. He then points the crossbow uh to try to angle and hit as many as he can get at once um, while protecting himself with the scorpion's um, tail. Uh, And he narrows his eyes, takes a deep breath, holds his breath. And the moment he releases his breath, he pulls the trigger.
2: So as you do that, uh, Stir Fry, your eyes narrow and a series of math equations begin to sort of uh, just appear for the viewer uh, around (laughs) your face as uh, the perfect shot. You shoot it off, and the uh, the arrow goes flying through the air. It is absorbed into the sea of bats. You cannot see what happened. But a high-powered stream of blood shoots back and hits Bellow again in the back <laughs> of the <head. laughs> Bellow gets hit with high-pressured blood for no Whoa. damage. But that blood is hot, and it smells like absolute shit. Bellow barfs. Oh, That barf hits the road, and it's long gone by the time you look back to see it. Four bats fall dead from the sky. All right, DeBonesby, it's your turn. You are inside of the Shishkabob Express, which is
4: rattling along. All right, so DeBonesby knows uh, exactly what to do, but it's a spell that requires a material component that is lost somewhere within the horde of goblin bodies that makes up this truck. And so uh, he says... (laughs) We've got to be brutes. Let's be brutes. And he smashes an elbow into uh, the windshield to shatter glass.
2: Frederick! The magic that animates you seems pushed to its breaking point, like the calf muzzles of a novelist who thought he'd try running a marathon to see what it was like. You <laughs> feel the excruciating pain you thought you had avoided pour through you and absorbed into your essence like cream into coffee. I'm going to have you roll a D100. Yeah! Just reminding the listeners at home, you did get hit by a truck in the last episode. 98! 98. 98! 98. The reverberations. Oh, is that damage? Yeah. No, 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 no. not damage, not damage. It's oh just God. the effect.
1: I almost God. vomited. Yeah.
2: You die, everyone around it's you exploded. dies. It's, oh, an A bomb goes off. Oh, God. Total party kill. We start miles <laughs> away from here with all new. <laughs> we spawn a new universe. Roll yeah. for
1: babies. Welcome to
2: Shmordelia, the second draft of a world. <laughs> all right. So, the bones beat. Uh you do effectively shatter the windshield. However, the reverberations of the shatter g- shooting all the way up through your arm, through your shoulder, through your neck, into your skull, and one by one, your teeth begin, plink, 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 falling out of your head. It hurts like absolute hell. The pain is excruciating. You feel like you're in a nightmare. The feeling of power you had in a, uh, last time when you got hit by a truck and survived, it's beginning to catch up to you. A single hairline fracture begins to form, starting at your eye socket. Shit. Well, um... However, you have successfully grabbed... You have shattered it, and there are pieces of glass all over. You have your material component.
4: First, I simply must say...
5: Oh! No! <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Debonesby grabs a shard of glass, says the magic words, flings the glass into the sky, does a little swing of his fingers and summons a cloud of daggers in the air above Ooh. the truck. Oh, yeah. For these bats to run right into the fools that they are.
5: Fuck yeah.
2: A five-foot cube of daggers is is formed and summoned right outside of your car. One bat flies down to try to grab at you. However, you slit its throat. Hot blood goes flying out of the... Something, the blood pressure on these bats is... So, you gotta, you know, the bats doctor, if you're listening, you've been (laughs) asleep at the wheel. You gotta recommend a different diet to these guys. That blood goes flying, and it is, I'm gonna roll a dexterity roll for the blood. Bellow, good news, this blood misses you. (laughs) You alright there, pal? Never better. Count Ivan Gretzky grabs Albie by the shoulders and looks her dead in the eyes and says, (gasps) Albie, I fucked this one up big time. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, e- we can make it better. It doesn't matter if we make it better on that. I fucked it up. That's the nature of reality. Good luck with Cordelia. And he's going to do a backflip. I'm going to roll for acrobatics. He jumps backwards and, well, shit, that's a two. <laughs> Count Ivan Gretzky, uh, uh, he's going to uh, he's gonna do a backflip. I roll for acrobatics. I get a two, which means he jumps up into the air. It looks Badass. It looks extremely cool until he's grabbed by the shoulders by one of the bats. He goes,
0: Oh, fuck, no, Jesus Christ, no, 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 no.
2: And he's pulled up into the cloud of bats. You see his legs kicking wildly as they're absorbed into the cloud of bats. Count Ivan Gretzky disappears.
0: Ivan!
2: Bello, it's your turn.
6: So Bello's going to um, cast Speak to Animals and and, uh, call out to the bats. Hey! Ya bats! It's almost sunrise. You should go home and go to sleep in your little cave.
2: One of the bats looks down at you and shouts, It's dawn! Dawn is the hunting hour! I think it's later dawn than you think. (laughs) What do you mean? Explain! Well, I think that sun is going to crest any minute now. That's fine! Then we'll turn back once the sun crests. Yeah, but you're going really far from the cave. Can you make a, uh, a persuasion roll here? Uh, That would be a 21. In the chaos of everything, this bat has flown down a little bit closer to you. And the bat says, you make a good point, devil. And he turns and uh, he begins flying backwards. He says, bats, follow me. And about 21 bats uh, from this swarm do follow him and begin to change course. And as they do that, fellow, that's 21. That's a pretty good persuasion. Uh, One of those, they spit uh, Ivan out onto the top of the shish express. So he's dropped out of this very low-hanging cloud of bats onto the top of the Shishkebob Express. I'm now going to make a dexterity roll. Christ, thank God. That was a 17... Uh, Ivan clings to the the top of the Shish Kebab Express, still chugging along speedily. Frederick, inside of the Shish Kebab Express, you you hear a thunk, as uh, you can hear. It's unclear how the sound is traveling through these goblins, which are not hollow. They're filled with bones and blood and shit and cum and piss, and that's basically it for a goblin. And for man. You can hear the sounds of, uh, of Ivan clawing along the top of of the truck. Nice move, Bello. It is now Cordelia's turn.
5: Um, Okay, great. So she is going to, so she was going to she was going to speak with the bats to see if she could convince them and she saw Bello doing it and she was like, okay, cool. That's only going to be so effective. So she whips around on the scorpion. She puts her hands up in the sky and she reaches into her spell sort of pouch within her chest Uh and pulls out burning hands and so she lifts her hands up and a 15 foot cone of flame flies at the uh, bats the burning
2: smell of charred bat flesh it smells bad they don't carry a lot of fat on those bones uh, as those, the, the just the burning, the hair, they're more hair than flesh. And that's what you're really smelling as these bats begin to burn up. Uh, uh, so Bello, you've cast Speak With Animals and Cordelia, you hear them shrieking, uh, and just screaming bloody murder. They scream, fire, fire, fuck, fuck, no! And, uh, about, uh, I'm gonna say Five of those bats fall out of the sky. It is now going to be a large number of bats' turn. So, Cordelia, three bats swoop down towards you. As they approach, you can see through their wings. They have gotten so close. These human-sized bats, you can see through their leathery wings, you can see a spider web of of veins, the thickness of human fingers. Uh, Oh, no. uh, Because through the other side, you can, you know, the burning, the light from the burning bats. Uh, Two of them take bites at you, but they are disoriented. One of them, however, uh, plunges uh, uh, its fangs hard into your wrist for six damage.
1: Uh, Ouch, stop it. He
2: pulls his head back and uh, with it comes a chunk of flesh from the top of your wrist. Uh yeah. moves his head back and begins chewing on it uh, with a wild look in his bat eyes.
5: Okay, so Cordelia is going to take an opportunity attack, and she's going to hit him with um, with deafness, taking away his echolocation. <laughs> Shit, what, how do you pronounce that word? Echolocation. Is it echolocation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, Cordelia is going to hit him with deafness, which takes away his echolocation, and then she's going to kick him <laughs> back into the sky.
2: His head begins vibrating the way that uh, if you had your head in a big bell and the bell gets hit and you take your head out, the way that he- your head vibrates in that way. He uh, he begins shrieking, "My thing, my thing, my only thing!" And uh, he becomes
5: extremely disoriented. You're gonna kick him. Okay, so she's turning on her, she's turning on the scorpion, and she tries to pull her leg up and kick at the bat, but she sort of slips her foot and just kind of falls to the side of the scorpion a little bit.
2: Sure thing. The bat, you hear the bat say, okay, fine, fine, I can't hear, I'll rely on my other senses, like my acute sense of vision, and then he flies directly underneath the Shish kebab Express and is exploding. <laughs> oh my god. Blood well, goes everywhere. Frederick, you're gonna wish you had that windshield because the blood somehow goes flying up above, all the way above the hood of the uh, Shish kebab Express, and you get sprayed with blood. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, Teach. Albie, it's your turn.
1: Yes, so Albie uh, whips her head around uh, to make eye contact with one of the bats nearest her. She whips out a dart and throws it between its eyes.
2: Uh, This bat, it goes cross-eyed as it it tries to figure out, uh, using echolocation, what the sound of that thing coming at it is. All too late, the dart enters its skull, piercing its brain, its frontal lobe. The part of its brain that contains its personality. That's right. You have altered the personality of this bat. The bat shouts,
1: I love you! And flies
2: <laughs> in a different direction.
1: Albie uh, then um, turns around again to face Ivan and using her her new martially adept feat of rally, she shouts, Ivan, hang in there! And Ivan gets uh, six additional HP.
2: Ivan, on the top, clinging to the top of the Shishkabob Express, feels a rush of energy move through his dead body. Honestly, to him, it is unpleasant. He is not familiar with that circumstance. However, he got the HP. He doesn't know what to do with it. But I'll tell you, when it's his turn, you'll find out just how much he appreciates it. However, we're moving on now to Stir Fry. Bello! Bello!
0: Yeah, what's up? What the fuck am I supposed to do here?
6: Um... Can you, uh... I can shoot them
3: dead, but that's about it. I don't know if that's enough.
6: Well, I mean, you're... Th- they're winged. You're winged. Can you, like, find some common ground? I tried to talk to them. I... Uh, 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 can... can they, they won't
3: understand me. Um. Hey, they, here's wait, an wait, idea. Wait. Here's yes. an idea.
6: Yes, sir. we Yeah, yeah. What, what's a thing that bats are afraid of?
3: Yeah, yeah. They're afraid of the sun.
2: Um, uh huh. They're afraid
3: of it's like uh, a predator. And it's just the
2: DM just popping in here. Uh, combat rounds are six seconds, so just uh, you know keep that in. This is your
3: turn, Stir Fry. Good points. He turns around. I'm a fucking predator.
6: <laughs> then he's gonna shoot. He's just no, like use your mimicry powers.
3: Um, I'm gonna aim my crossbow at um trying to do the same thing again try to get as many as I can and I'm going to then mimic the horde of the bat of the bat sound back at them in an attempt to disorient their echolocation absolutely Stir right
2: like moses at the red sea you shall the <laughs> screeching and the clicking of the bat noises back at them, only, here's the thing, you're a Kenku, you're not just some asshole, I mean you're some asshole, but you're also a Kenku, and you, in doing that, you, uh, close to, as close to perfect as somebody who is, no longer has the true mimicry powers of a Kenku, you've still got the type of advantage on this that fucking nails it, you, uh, shoot a wave of echolocation back at them, which means that these bats now believe they are flying at an oncoming wave of bats identical to them. They turn tail and begin to fly away. A wall of bats about 50 feet long begin to turn around and they crash into the bats behind them. 64 bats fall dead out of the sky. Mm -hmm. Their bat bodies colliding into each other. The sounds of stretched tendons and tearing leathery wings. And the sounds of bats screaming out in their shitty little bat language. Oh, it fills the air as they fall dead. Many of them are crushed under the wheels of the Shish Express. (coughs) Frederick, it's your turn. There are bats falling dead out of the sky. And you, uh, uh, you can hear
4: somebody uh, crawling along the top of the truck. I'm gonna make an attempt to talk to the goblins of the truck. Absolutely. Cool. Goblins, Shish Kebab Express. I wish to poly. One <laughs> of the goblins <laughs>
2: whose face seems to be where a radio would be, or like a, sort, you know, the, the radio part of a. He looks at you and, uh, in a voice unlike any other goblin, and says, Can I help you, Chief?
4: <laughs> Hello, goblin. You're listening to the smooth sounds of the Shish Kebab Express. Listen. Are you able to drive without a driver? You're talking cruise control. Cruise control? Yes. Engage.
2: Absolutely. However, I must warn you, this is a truck made of goblins. Are you willing to roll those dice? It is the
4: only option I have now
2: in a world of chaos. Frederick, I know you were just burned on this, but I have you'd roll another D-100. Fifty-eight. You hear a Click and a snap, and you hear every goblin that makes up the uh, the truck, you hear them burp at once.
4: Cruise control activated. Good luck. Thank you. DeBonesby knows what he has to do now, uh, hearing what he assumes to be a hostile force crawling towards the cab of the truck. He has been practicing Misty Step, which is a short-range teleportation spell, which is potentially deadly. And he's been practicing it in better conditions than this. And so, (laughs) he thinks about the wind, he thinks about his position in relativity to the rotation of Cordelia, and it's spinning through the cosmos, runs a couple of quick calculations through his head, does a finger waggle, appropriately uh, articulated through the air, and Poofs! Into a silvery mist. The exact same instant he appears on the top of the truck. Poof! The Bonesby appears right on top of the truck in the exact
2: same position he was in before. The Bonesby, make a dexterity save for me. 13. Unfortunately, a 15 would have been ideal to operate on top of a moving truck that you just mm. put into cruise control. The Bonesby, you are going to uh, lose purchase and you begin to slip backwards.
4: Yeah, uh, DeBonesby scrambles and, like, tries to get his footing, and, uh, anyhow. Luckily, you move right past
2: Gretzky, who you're gonna love him. He just got a uh, 16 on his dexterity save to grab you. He grabs you by the ankle and keeps you from flying off of the back of
4: the truck. Hey, Gretzky, it's you! Yeah, DeBonesby, it's good to see you! Hey, we're on cruise control. Let's fire off some magical missiles into these bats. Uh, he grabs you by the
2: ankle... And he says, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck a cruise control is, but,
4: uh, uh, I'll
2: try this. The goblins that make up the top of the truck, they begin working with you, and a few of them grab you by the ankles to keep you steady. And, uh, Ivan, seeing that this seems to be the way that the truck works, he stands up and lets the goblins grab him by the, uh, his calves and ankles, too. And he is going to take an unarmed strike at the bats, which are flying low enough that he can hit one. Oh, Damn! You wanna bat the bats! You wanna fucked up bats! You were supposed to be my friends! And he rips one of their heads off.
3: All right. oh! Ooh, nice. Alright, it
2: is Bello's turn. Ivan, get down, bro! Ivan gets down. He dr- he drops to the ground.
6: Bello uh, holds out his quarter staff and says Danny Timeshare, I have made so many frozen drinks this past month. Don't fail me, now, dude. Fail, me now, dude. fail me now, dude. Fail me now, dude. Fail me now, dude. Fail me
2: now, dude. Fail me now, dude. Somewhere far from here, in a dimension that bears an uncanny resemblance to our own Myrtle Beach, Danny Timeshare looks up from a game of mini golf and waves his hand before hitting a flamingo pink golf ball into the eye socket of a long forgotten god's skull. For two under par. Visions of the expensive coast, a beach voted most beautiful in one of Cordelia's first free elections, swirl through the cosmos. The expensive coast is known throughout Cordelia for its eternal, pleasant sunshine, which occurs due to an error in nature. But nature's folly is bellows gain as this warm, nurturing light begins to glow in his open and somehow attractive heart.
6: Uh, Bello <laughs> imagines the sunlight hitting those um, beautiful, uh, that beautiful blue surf and the that glistening white sand. And he imagines all of that sunlight pouring through his staff as he holds it up to the bats and proclaims, Take a vacation, dudes! <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah.
2: Yeah. Bello, can you roll a D100 for me? All uh, right.
0: Uh,
2: so,
6: um,. I don't know what to say. I rolled a 100.
5: Bello! Holy shit. Holy Holy shit, (laughs) Bello. Bello got a 100. There's like a 1 in 20 chance of getting
2: that. That's incredible. (laughs) Bello, you make the goddamn sun come up. The sun of the expensive coast, which is unlike the sun of other areas. Certainly unlike the scalding, unforgiving, downright sadistic son of the trash lands. No, the son of the expensive coast. Not only do you disorient these bats and confuse them into thinking it's not only morning, but the most beautiful morning they've ever seen, but the bats out of range of this sunlight who aren't necessarily disoriented by it, they calm down. They They release their vendetta against you guys and the bats turn around and begin heading home. Every single bat...
3: Damn Bellow! That was fucking cool as hell! What? Dude!
5: My, dude you're my friend? Fucking aim. Bellow, that was awesome! And Cordelia casts mage hand to try and give him a high five. Like.
2: Um, so the mage hand is going to hit you, Surfry and it is going to um it's gonna feel bad.
5: Ah! Ow! Oh shit, mm. Stirfry, I'm so sorry. Oh. Will you will you just high-five Bellow for me? Gladly! Hello, my boy! High five
3: me! Hand up. Look Hand at, up. Look at the elbow.
6: Look at the elbow.
3: And connect. And connect.
5: Ding. <laughs> ding. The microwave's ding, done.
2: Ding. <laughs> ding. So, as this happens, uh, uh, DeBonesby, you'll recall you put the Shish Kebab Express on cruise control. Yes. And a 58 is an interesting uh, role for that cruise control uh, because it's not high enough to perform reliably it's not low enough to kill you but it's also not high enough to perform reliably the shish kebab Express begins uh, to veer off Ivan is thrown from the truck no as the goblin hands just caked in sweat and spit and maybe something else they slip and they lose uh, they lose him and he
4: slips right out of their grasp and is thrown from the truck devonzi makes the mental calculation he looks to the bats flying off and says well, We'll rest soon. And he casts a second misty step to put himself back in the driver's seat. You have accidentally moved to the passenger seat. Alright, he still grabs the wheel. He's he grabs the wheel, like tries to right the course, scoots his bony ass across the across the chair to get himself back in place and reassert control. Which hand do you
2: use to do this? Which hand? Yes, your left or your right.
4: Oh, it's the bad one to start, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: So uh, as you do that, your hand, which remember, you'll remember in the last episode we established is now a solid bone, is unable to grasp the wheel, and uh, it's going to chip a little. It has a chalky texture now and a little bit of loose dust from the hand, and a great physical pain to yourself uh, begins to, uh, it just sort of, they loosen themselves from the hand. You are not able to grasp the wheel with the left hand.
4: I hate this. Howie uh, chastened. He uses his right hand instead. It is not easy,
2: but the uh, the good thing about the Shish Kebab uh, Express is it does have power steering, so you are in uh, you're in good shape there, and you are able to uh, to swerve the uh, the Shish Kebab Express back onto the road. However, to do this, you will uh, uh, your view of the street and of the uh, of the road out in front of you is a little bit obscured and I'm going to have Cordelia. Can I have you make a dexterity saving throw? I
5: got a three. Cordelia! The Shish
2: Kebab Express Chaotically veers right back onto the road. Uh, it has not lost enough speed or momentum, and it is not being controlled effectively here. And so, as a result of this, Cordelia, the back of your Scorpion uh, it gets it goes under uh, one of the tires. You are thrown from the Scorpion. Luckily, you do not hit the Shish Kebab Express, but you do go to the side of it. Can I have you roll a d6 for me? I got a five. Okay, you can take five damage.
1: Does Albie see this? Yes, she does. Um, Albie's gonna uh, go whoa, and she's gonna um, <laughs> grip the reins of her scorpion and wheel around to see to Cordelia. Uh,
2: interesting situation you guys find yourselves in. You there is a uh, truck sort of barreling towards you at this moment. That uh, De Bones be going to have you make another dexterity roll.
4: Ooh, that's not good.
2: Two. The truck is out of control at this point. It is barreling towards you. Um,
1: Albie, um, seeing her dear friend Cordelia in trouble, uh, before thinking, automatically, uh, drags her, um, the reins through space to, to direct the scorpion towards her friend. She sees the car, uh, heading towards her, moving out of control, and using the, power of the meditation she has been working at for an entire month she takes in a very deep breath pictures herself as a mountain and knows with every fiber of her being that she cannot be shaken from this mount as she rides forward
2: Hey, everybody, it's me, the Dungeon Master of Rude Tales of Magic. That's right. My name's Branson Reese, uh, but I'm not here to tell you who I am. or.
3: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
4: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
3: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
0: As you write your life story,
2: you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. what my deal is i'm here because we got some sponsors for the show and i have been told to take it down a notch with the ads so i will uh our first sponsor is uh, uh they're called inked gaming that name again is inked gaming uh, they are, they got gaming gear for you. Do you, what's your gaming setup like? I I'll, I'll tell you, I've seen your gaming setup and it's trash. You're going to want to talk to these guys because they, uh, let me tell you from placemats to dice bags and sleeves to dice. They're your one-stop shop for quality gaming gear. They make customizing your gaming gear quick and easy so that you can make your game your style. They offer top quality gaming gear made by gamers For Gamer. How many times can I say gamer in these ads? We're going to start the clock. All right. It's already like 10. All right. Uh, They believe every gamer is an individual, and it is their mission to help you customize the way you play easy and affordable that sounds like a good deal to me well you know who am i i'm just some dummy but you you know not you though you because what you're going to want to uh, check out is their products they feature designs from talented artists and creators from all around the world that it's a it's a global community making your gear here uh their their artists and creators are featured on ink gaming uh they receive a commission from products sold with and now let me tell you i'm an artist. Uh, if, if, if you're if you're going to a place and you're buying from them and they don't offer their artists a commission, uh-oh, you fucked up. Don't do that. But these guys are good. They're good. This is moral. This is a moral company that I, I don't think, I, I, I doubt very much that I would ever regret saying that. These guys are these are good people. Uh, they are a small, co- and I'll tell you why, because they're a small company of only tight-knit employees operating out of Corvallis, Oregon. That's right, Corvallis, Oregon. You ever heard of it? I haven't, but I'm from the East Coast, so that means very little. All Ink's gear is proudly handcrafted right here in the U.S. of A. Now, if you're listening in Ireland, if you're listening in Australia, if you're listening in Tibet... Uh, When I say right here in the USA, you need to, you know, use your imagination. You understand I'm in the USA saying this. Uh, But, you know, they've been a trusted supplier of, what a segue. They've been a a trusted supplier of play mats and other gaming accessories since 2011. That's right. Nine years ago. 2011 was nine years ago. I know it seems like it was three. It was actually nine years ago. And they've been been doing it ever since then. Uh, They love what they do. And they make sure that all products are closely inspected for quality because they don't ship anything they themselves wouldn't use. So if you're ready to up your game, Ink Gaming, uh, they actually gave us a, 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 an exclusive discount code, which I'm going to give to you right now. So you just go to inkgaming.com slash rudetails. should be easy to remember. It's the name of the show. Uh, and you use the code RUDETAILS. That's all one word, all capital. I don't know if there's a caps but it says all capital for us, so Rude RUDETAILS. One word, R-U-D-E-T. I don't have to spell it. You're not dumb. Uh, Use that at checkout and you get 10% off your entire order. And be sure to sign up for Team Inc. Loyalty Program, the consortium. Or the consortium, it's which I'm going to say them both because I, I don't know which I've only ever read it. Uh, while you're there this year, only they consor- say it again. Only consortium members will be given early access and exclusive perks in their upcoming Black Friday sale, which is not a—it's is not an opportunity you want to miss out on. Again, just head to the link, ain'tgaming.com/rude tales, and use the code Rude at checkout for 10% off your entire order and sign up. For the consortium, I'm going to split the difference here, while you're there so that you don't miss out on exclusive sales and products coming up. But that's not the only ad. We got another ad. Uh, I know it said I'd, I'd take it down a notch, but I, I can't. Medically, I can't do it. Uh, this is a, the second slot is for a, uh, it's another actual play show that I, yeah, I think you're going to want to check out. It's called The Lucky Die. They are an actual play podcast. They're very good, and they, uh, they're released weekly. So if you're, you know, you're listening to other shows, you're like these come out every other week, they come out once a month. I don't know what kind of would high thread count podcast can only manage to come out once a month we can do it twice a month they do it every week every seven days you get a new episode of this show and it's good and what's what's even better about it is they, these guys they play uh Dungeons and Dragons 5e which I believe you're probably if you listen to Rude Tales you uh, I think it's safe to say you are tangentially familiar with Dungeons and Dragons 5 it's debatable but you definitely would have heard of it they play it And uh, they actually have an original score written by one of the cast. And here's the thing. It sounds good. This is a well-edited, good show. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can listen to a little audio preview, which we're going to play for you right now. Here it comes.
5: You see, looking up from the ground, blood-red clouds boiling across the sky. You did ask me to bring the thunder.
0: (laughs) Agent! Agent, help! I've got the chalice, please! Well, if they're following you, then I guess that takes care of a loose end for me.
5: (laughs) All of you feel the earth beneath you shake and crack and break.
0: I feel that I have failed both of you, and I am sorry for that.
1: This has nothing to do with you being a bad leader. Do you want a countdown? Oh, I think I want a countdown.
0: I wanted to help. I always had good intentions.
4: I did not deserve to die. Now. The
2: Lucky Die podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die. Wow, wasn't that amazing? That was a good... That sounded good. Uh, And I'll I'll let you guys get back to the show. Or you've already... There's no one's got a gun to
1: your head. You don't have to listen to the ads.
2: Now now the ads are over
1: herself as a mountain and knows with every fiber of her being that she cannot be shaken from this mount as she rides forward.
2: Scorpion, uh, it it moves right out of the way of this uh, truck, but Albi, you are an immovable object atop it. A, uh, uh, a fly flies into you and explodes on impact.
1: <laughs> uh, she tries to look cool, but grimaces a little. <laughs> awesome, so I'm heading towards Cordelia to try and help her.
2: De Bonesby, you have moved again off the road and you are back onto desert and the uh, truck is just charging, barreling forward faster than ever.
4: All, all I want to do is push on the brakes. Come on, you broken body. Step on a brake for me. Step on a brake for me one more time and then you take a nap.
2: Okay, so you step on the brakes and uh, in doing so, the uh, truck, it comes screeching uh, to a halt and it takes about 400 feet. This thing was moving fast, it takes about 400 feet just like over the desert. Um, the smell of blood and piss and guts as you just like tear through those goblin tires who are all wearing uh, chainmail. Every single one of those tires, uh, all of the goblins inside are dead. Unclear if these were sentient creatures or not. Let's we don't need to reflect on the morality here. It screeches to a halt. Every goblin tire dead.
5: Whoa!
1: Woof. Oh oh, is everybody okay? Um Albie, uh how close is Albi? Has she arrived? You've made it to, to Cordelia. Okay, great. She hops off and bounds over to her and, and hugs her. Hi. Are you okay? I
5: don't know. Yeah. God. Ugh, maybe. Are you? Are you okay? She like I'm pull- okay. She... So Cordelia's gonna like pull Albie off of her quickly and just sort of like look her over and see what's um, going on.
1: She still has a little stab wound in her back shoulder.
5: Okay, Cordelia doesn't see that, but she does see a fly on her face. So she like wipes the fly off of her face. <laughs> Ugh. Um, ah. Albie, uh,
1: Albie, uh, is is appreciative, but then she suddenly remembers Ivan and she's scanning the landscape for him. Ivan?
2: Ivan lies face down on the desert floor. He's completely motionless, lying there at a strange angle, with severe burns on the palms of his upturned hands. The faint smell of sour meat greets your nose. He appears to not be breathing. This is actually standard with him, but that's cold comfort to you as you see smoke pouring off the palms of his upturned hands.
1: Um, I'm gonna dash over.
5: I'm gonna right behind you.
2: You guys make it over to Ivan. He is, uh, he's lying face down on the ground. He's not breathing, but he never is.
1: Yeah, so Albie is going to go ahead and ask Cordelia to uh, cover, to shield them from the sun as she um, tries to to hoist Ivan up. Bello! Yeah? Can you turn off the light?
6: Okay, yeah, Bello ends the sunlight.
1: Thank you!
5: Yeah. Okay, Cordelia's going to duck down and help Albie. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we're, yeah, we're just trying to sit him up.
5: Great, you sit, uh, there is a,
2: a a boulder nearby you can sort of s- sit him on.
1: Is he lucid at all?
2: Uh, and he he's sort of disoriented and, and looking at us, what what, what, what what happened?
1: Oh, you're okay. <sighs> you fell off a bus. I would you not fell. say, and
2: he, he's going to pull his hands up, he looks at his hands and goes,
1: God, Jesus, that's okay. Ugh. Does it look okay
2: to you? And he shows a horrible, like mutilated, like a fucking, like, there's like some necrotic damage to his hand.
1: Oh, uh, LB be dry heaves a little. Ugh. Okay,
5: I gonna... no Peach. Do you I'm heal? Do you, are you gonna heal there or? Wait, what's
1: wrong with me? Well, I don't. I just. I just. I'm, I'm lashing out. Oh, Bello, can you? Bello, can you come help? Uh, sure.
6: Hold on. Uh, Bello's gonna get off Mr. Snoozy and head over to the uh, head over to Ivan.
1: He's really badly burned.
2: Dude, I told you to cover up. No, no, you did right by me. It's not your fault.
6: Uh... Like, if I cast, like, a regular healing spell on a vampire, does that help you, or is that, like, bad for you? You know, it really heals me.
2: <sighs> well, you... No, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I yeah. promised. I make promise. Um, I don't know, though. I've never had to... Uh, no one has ever thought to heal me.
6: Bellow's going to cast the Balm of Summer Court on him, which is a little different from a typical healing spell because it's fairy-powered.
2: Bellow, you cast uh, the the sound of children (laughs) giggling mischievously and yet wisely fills the air as the Balm of the Summer Court moves through your hands. It passes through Bellow, and you hear a fairy's voice say, No, thank you. It moves out through the other side (laughs) of Uh. him. He is completely unfazed. He was. Did you do it? Did you heal me? Uh, uh, I tried, dude. He looks at his hands. They're as bad as ever. He goes,
1: I feel like shit! Okay, so you're saying there's just one way to to heal you?
2: What? It's it's fail-safe way, but I am trying to be better.
6: I mean, I can try try cure wounds, but I think that's going to be worse. We're
2: talking about me drinking blood
3: here, just so everyone is on the same page.
1: No, we know.
3: Do you want to drink some bat blood? Um, So from a stir fry has has stayed at a distance by Mr. Snoozy, um, uh, though he has been watching what's been going on and he has actually been lip reading the conversation. Um, He has been studying how to read lips while he was in Fort Casual um, because there's so many people around all the time. He wants to take a lay of the land. So he has been watching what's been going on and uh, sees what has been said and what has been suggested he walks over to a dead goblin and takes out his knife with the same thwack in which he cut off Stripe's head, he cuts off the goblin's head and then walks sl- with uh, the head severed head and the body uh, in the same hand he sort of uh, 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 has them both um, he walks them over to Ivan bends over and says would you like to drink he was, I'm really I'm not I'm I'm serious, I'm trying to not drink sentient I know, blood. I know you're trying, you're doing a very good job, but if it helps you survive, it's good to let others pay the price. He grabs you by the shoulder and says, That is not true! It is true! No! It's, absolutely wait. not! It is not worth it to survive if that is what surviving is. You want to go? You've helped us, and we need your help, and we like you, goddammit. And if we like you, we should get what we want. Look, Stir-fry. did you hear the thing Stir-fry. I said about the bad
2: blood? Look, look, Crow, look. I do not like yeah. you. I do not care that you have warmed on me. I will never like you. You have dangerous advice for me. I will live Sir- the rest of my life with my head held high. If that is for 30 minutes, fine. If that is for another 100 years, so be it. You don't like me? No, I could never. You killed me. You tried to kill me.
3: But I've already apologized for that, and you accepted
1: it. Did you accept it, stir fry? I'm not
2: everybody is
5: as charmed by you as you are.
1: Stir fry uh, and Ivan. Uh, what?
5: what? Calm what? down, please. Cordelia's gonna sort of, like, like uh, move over to stir fry and sort of, like, touch him on the shoulder and kind of, like, a we're cool, it's okay, we're good, we're good. As we're you
2: do this, the first rays of light begin cresting the horizon, lighting up the vast desert valley with scorching oranges and the glowing pink of dawn. The gentle Run, dark of night retreats into the harsh, scattered shadows, losing their daily fight with the bright browns of the rocks and sand around them. The clouds above begin to glow gold at their base, scorched by sunlight. Sunlight's not totally here yet, but it has begun to crest the horizon.
1: Is there any kind of... Are there any other caves or anything around that we could use as a shelter for Ivan? Don't
2: appear to be. The Shishkabob Express? There is the Shishkabob Express. It does cast a shadow.
6: Bello grabs Ivan and begins dragging him to the Shishkabob Express. Great. And as he does, he is wiping all of the guts and... Uh, bat blood off of his body and like cups it and holds it up to Ivan's mouth
2: he is going to he's going to dip a little finger into uh, like the palm of your hand and like just like lick the and he goes now this is this is online I guess but this I will I will allow bats you know what, what
1: I, sure
3: I, 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 um uh, stir that stir, that is infuriating stir fry that he is making the distinction between bats and goblin blood and he starts to speak but he's he feels cordelia's um hand and and somehow uh stops himself mm. <sighs>
5: yeah cordelia's just nodding at him like yeah this sucks i don't know i don't totally get it he looks at uh he's gonna look he can still
2: see you guys he's gonna look back at uh uh, look back at you guys and be like, I know you think it is stupid. I do not care that you think this distinction I draw is stupid. It's important to me.
5: We don't think it's stupid. We just want you to survive. So you're, you're good. However you need to deal with it. Uh,
2: he looks back at Bella. He goes, Billy, you are a solid dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Let's get you in this bus. Wait, you swing open one of the doors and you throw him in. Uh, also inside of the, uh, the, the the driver's seat now of the Shish kebab Express sits a, uh, a rattled Frederick de Bonesby.
1: <laughs> oh, Mister De Bonesby! I, I,
4: I have found once again the limits of corporeal be.
0: I'm naked! Don't look at me! I'm naked! Okay. Oh. And, he,
1: um, and he
4: freaks out and he tries to push everybody out of the car.
1: Get out of the car, De Bonesby! This, this. The windshield is smashed in. There is no, there
4: is no reprieve from the sun in here. Put him in the cargo, in the back.
1: Is there a cargo area?
4: There is not.
2: This is the front cab of what uh, would be an eighteen. If you guys knew what an eighteen wheeler was, what you would know to be the front cab of an eighteen wheeler. But instead, this is a. a a device you've never seen before. So using terms like car or truck or bus interchangeably, all would make sense because you guys are trying to wrestle with this <laughs> abomination of this thing you've never seen before.
1: DeBonesby, I think he needs the car more than you do. Well, well, well I, I, I'm so new. Would it make you feel better if we turned around? You do that. Yeah, let's all just give him a minute. Albi turns her back.
5: Cordelia doesn't. And then she does.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, Stirfry Stir- Fry turns his back, smiling dev- devilishly, because he still has the wig and he's waiting.
2: Gretzky is wiped. He does a thousand-yard stare off into the distance. He is
4: uh, could not be paying less attention to DeBonesby. DeBonesby pulls uh, Gretzky into you know the shade of the cab of uh, of you know of the truck, and then um, opens the door and steps out, and then lies in the sand. And begins to cover where his genitals used to be in Ugh. modesty. Oh, God. With just sand? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, they just sort of, <laughs> it just like sifts through your pelvis.
4: It keeps trying now. <laughs> it barely, barely.
2: Yeah, the sand just moves through those, those pelvis bones.
1: More. More sand! More sand! I think we all need to rest.
2: So tired! Uh, You've also got four scorpions, one of whose uh, stinger tail was ripped off.
5: Ooh. Wait, when DeBonesby says so tired, Cordelia remembers she has a blanket and she's gonna go, Oh! DeBonesby! And then she pulls out the blanket and sort of holds it behind her. She's sort of waving it back because she doesn't (laughs) know exactly where she is. Where he is, excuse me. (laughs) Blanky!
4: Debozie uh, says
5: Cordelia Over here
4: <laughs> He does She's not get going up <laughs>
5: <laughs> She's going Over to here Sort of squeeze So she still has her hand on Stirfry's shoulder and she squeezes him sort of like um, courage and then just walks walks sort of backwards slowly trying not to trip on anything. Alright Am I warm? Warmer? Polo Oh my Marco Polo Okay. Marco Pele I got it.
4: <laughs> <gasps> he snatches it and he, he wafts it over his naked bends. Cordelia turns around and claps a little bit. Clap for yourself, Cordelia. You
5: have done a noble thing today. You've made a man less nude. Okay. And then she just checks on Ivan. <laughs> hey, Ivan, are you okay?
2: Ivan is just staring uh, straight ahead, and he sort of looks over to you. He goes, I fucked up so bad.
1: Um, Ivan, don't say that. Which part? What What,
5: what was such a fuck up?
2: Oh, the bats. The bats are my fault.
5: But
1: you obviously didn't know. You were trying to help us. You- and it was because I asked you to.
2: Look, we could play blame game all day. We could point fingers. Every single one of you except Bello, is to blame in some way or another. Thank you. Yeah. I think I'm just going to sit here for a while.
1: You want us to leave you?
2: Uh, You can do whatever you want. I am going to sit right here. Actually, I'll be, I would love to uh, have word with you real quick.
1: Uh, With me? Yeah. Okay, guys, do you mind? Yeah, okay.
5: Um, Cordia scratches the back of her neck and looks just incredibly awkward and sort of takes another couple steps backwards and runs back over to stirfry
6: bello goes in the same direction
3: stirfry has been uh taking out his um his juggling balls he's trying to practice
1: <laughs> great <laughs> no.
3: um alby
2: ivan looks to you he turns to you quickly with a wild look ah. in his eyes and he uh he grabs you by the shoulders goes alby do you see do you see
1: what are you talking
2: about? I fucked it up. I fucked it all up, but look at us.
1: We're still here. Yes, exactly. We're
2: still here. We're fine, you see? Wait, are you sure you're fine? No, I'm never sure I'm fine. Nobody ever is. Well, doesn't that make you miserable? No, it does not. I feel extremely alive right now. Oh,
1: you look really dead. I always look dead. I am. <laughs> I don't know what to do, Ivan. Nobody I don't knows what, what to do. do, Albie. That is good. You are in holiest place in the world. You are lost. She's just like clutching his awful hand onto her shoulder and like tears are streaming down her face. I don't know.
2: I don't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do, Albie. Anyone who says they know what to do, they are more lost than anyone. He looks okay. you dead in the eyes. He goes, cherish this. Most people are never lost. They are cursed to live their whole life knowing exactly where to go.
1: Well I yeah, I don't have that anymore. It's good. Okay, okay. yeah. yeah, I'm free. I'm free from knowing anything.
2: <laughs> you do not sound convinced. and I, I, I have to be honest with you. It is immaterial to me. <laughs> well, I feel like I, I feel like I just did I, I cannot t- I feel like I just did swimming pool full of blood. Wow. This is unreal. I'm going to chase this. But for the next, I don't know, 12, 16 hours, I'm going to sit in the cab of this truck.
4: <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. So we should just do whatever we're going to do, and you're going to do what you do, and we'll just be fine?
2: be. I have no idea if you're going to be fine or not. I have no idea if I am going to be fine or not. I do not know what is going to happen as the sun changes direction. Nobody knows. Maybe you will die.
1: Maybe I will die. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) He has terrible feeling, right? It's
2: terrible.
1: It's terrible. it's terrible. Welcome to Only Game in Town.
2: All right, Albie, I'm about to rip a bandaid off and uh, good luck, you know? Yeah. He shouts at the top of his lungs, uh, Albie has feelings for,
1: uh, uh, what's the one? uh, What are you doing? What are you doing? You don't want me to do this? She's like covering, she's covering his mouth. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? What band-aid are you ripping off? I gave you like three band-aids. I don't know, I'm just ripping off willy-nilly. Albie's like looking around to see if anyone heard what he just said. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh Uh-uh. So, so Stirfry had been juggling. He had actually taken the goblin head and tried to incorporate it into his juggling, uh, to oh. the delight of Bello and Cordelia, of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, when he heard that, all the balls dropped. <laughs>
5: <push> Cordelia's standing there just fully wide-eyed, like, waiting to see what happens.
4: DeBonesby is sitting in the sand with the blanket over him, and he looks over and he says, What? Albie has feelings for bellow. But Cordelia does too. Wait, what? what?
2: Ivan Wait. cackles. Goes, ha ha!
1: Fuck it up, Albie, I believe
2: in you. And he just like goes limp and continues looking out.
1: Ivan? Oh. Albie plops backwards in the sand catatonically.
5: Cornelia sees that, and then she very slowly, slowly, slowly <laughs> turns to look at Bello Bello is sitting in the sand
6: and uh and st- still scraping off all of the back blood and guts he was covered in um, and he he turns around and and looks at everyone and says, "What's up?" <laughs>
4: Damn! Did he hear? That's my friend. <laughs> oh, Stirfry has feelings for Bello too. Uh,
1: well, yes,
3: why not? I'm a part of this game. Bello. you're a good-looking man, and I like you a lot. But I know that's
6: what, what you're into with me. It's okay, dude.
3: Thanks, man.
2: We're cool. Uh, Ivan and and uh, and Alby are in the cab of the truck. Uh, Cordelia, Stirfry, and DeBonesby are... Almost directly outside of it, and Bello, it seems like you have wandered off a little bit further.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Bello, let's say you're more than thirty feet away from uh, from the cab of the truck.
1: So, are you saying that you didn't hear it?
2: I'm saying that's up to Bello. I'm saying I'm putting him in range so that it's up to him what he heard or didn't hear.
1: That's what. That's who I'm asking.
2: <laughs> Bello says, "Did somebody say my name?"
1: Yes. What's up? Albie looks confused, and then she just sort of looks at Cordelia. And I, I, I look at Albie and I go, well,
5: it was inaccurate what was said. D- do you want me to clear that up? I feel like that might make it worse. What do you want? What sh- what should I do right now? What was inaccurate?
1: Hush. Ew. Ivan said I had feelings. He said I had feelings, and then Bonesby said... That so did Cordelia.
4: Isn't that isn't that the case? You're all hot to trot college students looking at each other's muscles and such. Oh, you don't <laughs> care where you get it. You just want the right parts. No, that's not true. That's not how we
1: feel. That's, that's oh, so it's, it's just not. Cordelia that likes Bello. I, <laughs> I, LB stands up. And she can feel her heart beating in her head. She looks at Ivan's limp body, and she looks at Cordelia, and she looks at Bello. And she just says, fuck it. And she says, I have feelings for you, Bello. Oh.
2: Oh. You, uh...
5: Um, Cordelia's gonna grab wants to. what she would like to do is pick up Stir Fry and DeBonesby and then tr- run to the other side of the car you
2: pick them up and as you do um, you're picking up a creature with hollow bones and a creature with not butt bones uh, you pick them up <laughs> easily and sling them both over your shoulders like rag dolls gentlemen hey,
4: what is the meaning of this
1: <clears throat> no, just... I, 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 I,
4: I want to see this come
1: on, come on. I, I, I am hurting. I, Albie, Albie just, like, ducks her head and rubs her mouth and sort of clenches her fist and, and tries to remuster her resolve. And she turns back to Bello and she says, I keep messing up and I, I know I've been really selfish and I haven't. I haven't always done the right thing, but I just think I need to let go of whatever the right thing is and tell you that I have feelings for you. And I don't know how you feel about me. I honestly don't. And I, I just want you to know that it's OK. However, however you feel is OK. I just want you to know.
6: I'll be. Look at me. And Alb and Bellow Bellow crosses to Albie and does the thing where he like puts his finger under her chin and lifts up her head.
5: Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god.
6: <laughs> and he puts his arm on her shoulder and says Listen, I think you've been I think you've been dealing with a lot lately and I'll I'll be honest with you. I've kind of gotten the impression before that maybe you had a crush on me. No. Yeah, like here and there. I don't know. Like I've gotten like an inkling, um, like that time we shared a bed and, oh. um, like the t- like the time you like um, fell on top of me.
1: Well, that and was our an accident.
6: Bodies were close. Anyways, listen. I think you're. <sighs> I don't want to, like, drop more hard truths on you. Uh Uh-huh. But I think you've been going through a lot.
1: Yes, yeah.
6: And I think you need to work some of that out before anything happens here. Okay. I mean, hey. I mean...
1: It's not... No, it's...
6: No. Uh, You've been like... You've been like a hermit for the past month. You haven't, like... You haven't been taking care of yourself.
1: I'm trying. It's okay. I'm glad you know. And she, um... Takes Bellows' arm... Off of her, and gives his hand a little squeeze, and then just um, steps away and looks at the horizon towards the north.
2: So there's a a long moment. Uh, we're going to cut back very quickly to everyone else on the other side of the cab. Uh, Ivan Gretzky is, uh, he is awake and his eyes are wide and he's like biting his fist. Oh my God.
5: What, what, what's, what, what, how, what do you I think's happening? I, what's I, happening? Starfight, tell I, me. You are hanging out with Bella. What's happening? What is he going to say?
3: I literally don't know, but I bet you they're smooching.
0: I bet you they
5: have to be, they simply have to be, they simply have to be. They don't have to be. Oh my god, I feel so, in- this is, I have so many feelings.
3: Yeah, I I, I do too. I I'm, I, I guess I'm not, I don't even know if that's the best possibility, it's just, it's the one I'm betting on. I'm going to bet on that possibility, okay? My
5: hands are numb. My hands, I feel like, sh- I feel like I'm in shock right now. Let me heat them up with my, uh, let me heat them up. Okay, Cordelia places her hands, like, in stir-fry's wing, wings to let him. <laughs> He got the hands oh by the and way debunsby I i don't have feelings for Bello at all i would just like to thank you all for
4: being so sensitive about the fact that i've lost most of my teeth and my
5: lower jaw and my clothes um cordelia finally actually looks at him because <laughs> i don't think she's really like taking a look oh whoa you got messed up Okay, all right. Well, my fancy
4: rescinded. You've, you've assigned it exactly the proper level of my worst fears at this
2: moment. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. dying. There's a long, quiet moment as Alby looks towards the dawn. The sun has crested the horizon and it is early morning.
6: Can I say one more thing?
1: Albie turns around uh, quicker than she means to. <laughs> yes?
6: Albie, I believe in you. You do? Yeah, I mean, think about like where we've been together. I've like traveled through the woods and fought demons, and you know, uh, taught a, a rat to try and
1: go to the bathroom hold his
6: bladder. And that, and I did all that because I believe in you, and. You're on this journey right now, and I think you're going to get there. And when you do get there, like, you know, who knows where we'll be. But I think right now, like, I just want to see you keep going on that journey.
1: Albie um, smiles and wipes a little tear out of her eye and gives Bello a big hug.
6: Uh, Bello uh, kisses her on the cheek.
1: Albie gets a nosebleed. Beautiful
2: moment, interrupted by the sounds of what we, the modern listener, would know as a motorcycle. However, when you look over to the side, that's right, you see you have been visited by three orc women riding, that's right, dire dragonflies. They've pulled up to the side of you. One of them, a full-on orc woman with a shaved head, except for her pink bangs and sideburns. She wears goggles. Yeah, she looks like Tank Girl. She, uh, <laughs> she, she pulls up and she steps <laughs> off of her, uh, her, her dragonfly, and she says,
5: "Everything all right here?"
1: What? Is everything all right here?
5: Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna dart out from behind the from behind the cab or the goblin car. Yeah. Hey, who are you guys? I'll tell you who we are. We're we're we're, we're helpers. We saw
2: uh, uh, this, like, goblin truck and skidded off. We wanted to make sure everyone was okay. We had a crazy night. Hey, so did we. Allow, us, allow me to introduce really? ourselves. Yeah, what are your names? I'm Bello. Oh, hey, my name is, uh, Canyonera.
6: Oh, hey, Canyonera. Uh, Canyonera, this is my good friend, Albie.
2: Albie, nice to Hi. meet you. This is my sister. She's really cool. She, uh, she introduces you to a, uh... Uh, next to her, riding a, uh, a just an idling large dragonfly, uh, is another orc woman. She wears a football helmet with spikes and otherwise looks very similar. She says, "This is my uh, this is my sister, Dodge Duranga." <laughs> can we call you Dodge for short? Of course you can. You can also call me Duranga. You can also call me Dodge Duranga. You can also call me anything else. Names are fake.
0: Uh, I yeah. love your vibe. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. What's your name? She looks at uh, at Cordelia. I think you're going to like this.
5: Cordelia. Oh, cool. Just like the, the the very realm we live in. Exactly. That's nice. Yeah.
0: You know what?
2: You, you can call me Cordelia.
5: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you know, names are fake, but- Oh, wait, if- wait. Meet my cat. Uh, Junior.
2: Uh, Junior just like appears on your shoulder and says,
5: "I thought you'd never ring, sugar." This is also Cordelia. Oh, my name's Cordelia Junior.
2: I was in hell. Uh she <laughs> oh, uh she she extends her hand to shake the the cat's hand. The hand is about the size of the cat. <laughs> uh, all right, that seems to not be happening. And allow us to uh introduce you to our uh our our third sister, uh, now, she's a half-orc, so, you know, be be sensitive. Her name is Natalie Armpits. Hey, Natalie. Nata- Hi, Natalie. Natalie appears Hi. to be a full-orc, and she looks, at, she looks <laughs> right at you guys. She goes, Nice to meet you.
1: It's very nice to meet the three of you.
3: You all seem very cool.
2: Yeah, you know what? I, I like to think this is Natalie Armpits talking. About, yeah, I, I like to think we are pretty
3: cool. Uh, Stir Fry walks back out from the other side of um, the vehicle going,
2: What kind of fucked up role are you all... Oh, hello, hello there. <laughs> Natalie takes one look at Stir Fry and says, Hello, who's this short drink of water? Well, who's this <laughs>
0: tall glacier?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, I'll tell you, my name's Natalie Armpits, And I'm Stir Fry. Stir Fry? That's a food. <laughs> yes, it's also a name because it's what someone used to yell at me all the time. That's my name. That's
2: a lot of backstory in that name. They call me Natalie Armpits because my first name's Natalie and my last name's Armpits.
3: I don't, a, I don't need a backstory to find a name breathtaking.
2: Oh, fresh.
3: Do you all share the last name, our Arb- bits No,
5: that's just mine. Oh, uh, cool. While the while the orcs are, like, talking to Stirfry and Bellow, Cordelia is trying to catch Albie's eye. Caught. Okay, and she's going <laughs> to give a thumbs up, thumbs down, like, sort of alternating back and forth, sort of just, like, concern face. Albie, um, sort
1: of shrugs and shakes her head, but then gives a little thumbs up. Okay, Cordelia's like, not totally sure how
5: to read it, but she's uh, seconds away from punching Bellow in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah Stirfry remembers. He turns. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you kiss? Oh,
3: God. Stirfry, shut up. Ow.
1: Stir <laughs> he
2: Stirfry,
1: shut up. Cordelia? Stirfry, shut up. The, uh, the
2: three orc sisters, they look at you Guys, they goes. hey, you guys seem pretty upset. Maybe this will help. And they form a human pyramid.
0: Yay! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> it worked! It's
2: helping! They all, they all, in the same tone of voice, they go, oh! aww! <laughs> yeah. I gotta
6: say, you three could not have made a better first impression on this group. Yeah.
2: Honestly. We like to make a good first impression, a
5: great middle impression, and we like to make a good last impression, too. I can't wait to see... I mean, I don't want you guys to go, but I can't wait to see what the last one is. <laughs> we're all...
1: Um, we're trying to make it to-, to... Yeah, you must be making it to Riddle Guy, right?
6: What? No, we're going to Rules Haven. Rules Haven?
1: Hell, oh, you're far yeah. from home. Wait, Riddle's Guy? Yeah, you're only about uh, five miles from it. Uh, okay, how, oh no. how far do we have to go to avoid Riddle's Guy? Oh, uh,
2: You don't do- want to <laughs> go to Riddle's Guy? You're lost. Is Riddle's
6: guy guy a person or a town? Oh,
2: it's, well, it's a town, but not always. (laughs) I'm intrigued. intrigued. (laughs) Is that the riddle? (laughs) (laughs) Is that
0: the riddle? Really? It walks
2: on no legs most of the year, and it walks on about a million legs for one weekend out of the year.
6: Bello is making eye contact with the party and, like, moving his eyebrows up and down.
1: We're trying to get to rules, Haven
2: rules haven but it, is riddles guy on the way
1: well it's close
2: do they have shade there of course they have shade at riddles guy they got everything unless what you're looking for is a riddle free weekend
5: oh <laughs> it's actually
2: kind of exactly what we were looking for really uh, ah you're lost you don't know what you're sounds like you guys sound like a party of people who have never been to riddles guy are you three going that way the hell yeah
3: we are May LB. we accompany you on your journey to Riddle's Guy?
2: Natalie Armpits looks at Stir Fry. She says, "It would be my honor."
3: It would be my uh- pleasure.
1: <laughs> um, Albie looks at Ivan in the in the car and looks at Mister DeBonesby in his state um, and just sighs and says, "Okay, okay. Let's go. Let's go to. Let's go to Riddle Guy."
5: Um, Cordelia's gonna look at DeBonesby and his blanket and she's sort of she's sort of eyeing him and thinking about handing him the blanket and she's she realizes that she has um, she's been feeling a blanket a lot recently and she she's like why have I been, what's going on with that she has like a, a sense memory feeling and she goes into her spells like the feeling of her spells and she realizes there's something in there that feels like a blanket Um, and she's like all right. Well, this could backfire horribly, but she walks up to Ivan and she pulls out the blanket spell and sort of like puts it on him and it's invisibility.
2: Interesting. Ooh, and so she's going to
5: she's going to like gently Is he still sort of out of it or is he aware enough to respond to her?
2: He was looking out uh before, but he's definitely like he you can he's not like catatonic. He's just okay. like bushed. Hey, Ivan. I've like, Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you, you, uh, you want Blaine, right?
5: No, um, no, I thought that's okay. Uh, can you see yourself right now?
2: Uh, he looks down at his hand and goes,
5: Blah, blah, what the shit? Oh, it's okay. It's actually okay. That worked. That's awesome. Okay, I put a uh, invisibility blanket on you and I just need to sort of focus on it, so don't say anything too loud, okay?
2: What? Is, do they, can they not? Is these guys not cool with vampires?
5: No, I, well, I don't know, Most but I just wanted it. to. <laughs> I You'll sure recall this... when you
2: met me, you were not cool with vampires.
5: I know, actually, Ivan, I feel really bad about that, and I feel slightly awkward about it, and it's probably why I prefer speaking to your alter ego, so um, Oh my god, I'm sorry. Cordelia, No, do not be hard on
2: yourself. I did I did try to I, I talk was in about bad place.
5: A guy who's hard on himself, like you're you're one to talk.
2: I am not I don't th- I am I'm pretty good I'm working on myself. I must be brutally honest with self.
5: Okay um well in that case that was me trying to be brutally honest too but i i'm trying to i was just i'm thinking that maybe the sun needs to see you so i wasn't sure if maybe this would um, keep you from getting burned by the sun if you want to try it might be painful though if you wanted to put your hand out and see if the sun still hurts you cordelia this hand is fucked to shit let's give it a shot <laughs> okay, so Cordelia's gonna sort of like reach. I, I don't. She doesn't need to, but she's gonna reach out and like grab his hand and sort of pull it out into the sun. He goes, yeah, it
2: works for me, you know? I'm feeling good. I mean, I'm feeling bad, but I'm feeling no worse.
5: Do you, can you normally tell, like, right away if the sun is affecting you?
2: Cordelia, I have taken great pains to stay out of sun.
5: Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So you're not sure? You don't know if it's working or not? I, I tell you earlier when it was burning hands,
2: I, I yeah. could feel that for sure.
5: Oh, I can do burning hands. Don't! Oh, no, no, I won't, I won't. I am familiar um, with spells. It's, it's wait, keep your force. voice down. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just oh, trying sorry, to sorry. focus on this. Um. Okay, well, I will be I think... voice in wind. <laughs> what?
2: I will be voice in the wind.
5: Okay. Good. <laughs> Let's do that. I'm gonna just sort of um, if it's not weird I think what I want to do is just sort of like keep touching you to remember I have to think about this is that okay? he's fine with me, would you prefer I be blamed for this? no Um. I, I don't know, I-, I feel like that's maybe even weirder, so don't worry about it um, alright, I- suit self <laughs> okay, so why don't you come out and I'll tell people that there's an invisible person here uh, sure, sure,
2: sure. Uh, he comes out with you.
5: Okay, we have an invisible friend.
2: The uh, but uh, <laughs> what everyone else has seen is the sisters have made a inverted human pyramid.
1: <laughs> they scream,
2: "Ah!" Oh!
6: <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey, you three said you had a crazy
2: night. What happened? Canyonera nods perfectly. We'll tell you the whole story on the way to Riddle Guy. Faced with exhaustion a complete lack of supplies, and an injured companion. The gang find themselves with no choice but to follow these pyramidical orcs to Riddle Guide. But what questions, what riddles, what trials, what tribulations will meet them there? Will they all die? Will they find love? Or will we completely shit the bed and nothing will happen there? Spoiler alert, nope, we nail it. Tune in next time to Rude Tales of Magic, the only podcast in town. That town, podcast town. Population, you, me, and uh, uh, tell your friends. Good night, everybody.
0: Ah, <laughs> yes. Quite the rude tale, indeed. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia. Carly Monardo as Albi, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Joe Lepore as Bello, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. He sounds nice, with additional sound design by Michael Guilfay, and with the infinite dark beneficence of Sidney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales of magic.